the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. <laughs> our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is general trivia. Patty, uh, tell us what is going on in real estate. You just told us before the show you are swamped. Yeah, totally swamped. It's very interesting because coronavirus is um, on everybody's mind. And at the same time, like we try to, you know, assess what val- what what it has, you know. So mm-hmm. I know of a couple buyers that say, yeah, I'm going to not do anything because of it. But I happen to be busier than ever. I mean, I have four listings, and in the last 36 hours, I got one offer on each of them, at least one. And I'm expecting another, um, a third on one of them by five, another one tonight. So it's it's tricky stuff. Like, people yeah. are not holding back. On but how many listings? I have four listings. So I got, oh, I like, I'm just working offers right now. And Amazing. how are these offers coming in? I mean, maybe you can't say it over the, yeah. over the radio, but are they coming in at asking over generally? Well, or? it's funny because human beings are strange because we all it's like taking a shortcut we think we're the only ones that know that shortcut through the computer traffic and everybody else is doing it so you know people are kind of coming in a little bit lower Mm -hmm. um because they think, oh, now it's a good time to do that. But then everybody else steps up and competes, and we're back up there. So the market tells the truth. Right. And I am doing real residential real estate, so it could be argued that people need a place to live. But it's really not like that. You don't have to buy a house. You already have a house. Yeah. You don't have to buy a house for $2 million, even if you're renting. You don't have to do any of it. Yeah, it's interesting. We just got a couple of... Uh People wanting to purchase a house, they knew they were going to have to compete, mm-hmm. and so they decided to use Pacific Private Money as a bridge loan because they wanted to come in at just like an all cash offer. Yeah, yeah, and, and so they're that's how they're competing. Yeah, and usually without uh, you know the the threat of coronavirus over us this time of year is typically going to be a busy year. So it's interesting that we're seeing an uptick at Pacific Private Money too on the uh, lending side for people who want to be able to purchase a home uh, with our rich loans. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen, you know, the coronavirus impact demand necessarily. Um, Maybe part of it is because interest rates have dropped so much. So Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just in in kind of in mass bringing 
people to the market who are taking advantage of the lower rates to buy. Yeah. But, well, what about the stock market dropping the way it's Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how, how has that been affecting, you know, either people buying a house or people? I, I think it's kind of early to tell maybe. I mean, in residential real estate doesn't really impact it that much. But I can tell you like another factor of what Nam and I are saying is that it's the busiest time of year. Yeah. So we should be getting a lot of offers and things should be happening. Isn't that that Christmas song? It's the busiest, busiest time It's the most wonderful the time. Yeah. Not exactly. Yeah, no. But <laughs> sort of. I will tell you this. No. Remember last week we talked on the show about foreign uh, investment coming into the U.S. because yeah. they're looking for um, a safer haven mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. investing. And so they're uh, there was a company that we talked about that's in the press, Roofstock. Mm. Uh, people are buying single-family homes that are rented out or tenant-occupied as for parking their their money, yeah. because they see that as a safer bet than you know inv- staying invested in Europe or a lot of our uh, yeah. investors coming from Asia. So that part of real estate market is being affected to the positive yes. because of, of you know what's going on uh, across the world. But well, I, I was going to say that yeah. I should be interrupt for a minute. One would think that if the stock market is just going bonkers low, you know, with sell-offs, people get nervous. And when people get nervous, they don't do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That- it's kind of there's has to be people sitting on the sidelines because all all of these employees, employers who you know work in in any sort of supply chain. Dependent yeah. uh, business. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how are these people? I have to imagine these people are sitting on the sidelines, not buying homes yeah. because their business is impacted in some way. Exactly. I don't know well, if they're going to have a job or what's going to happen. Imports, right. exports. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's interesting. So, it's the fact that we're busy and you're busy. Yeah. Tells you that there's still a, a fair number of buyers out there. Well, and it might be too early to tell, but I also think that we're supposed to be busy right now mm-hmm. and we are busy. Yeah. And it's, I don't really think it's, going to stop people. I mean, some yeah. people might. Some people are like hedging their bets, but it's not really stopping well, anyone. But see, here's the thing. We need to, like, we're talking about buyers. Let's talk about sellers. Think about people across the country who might be laid off mm-hmm. or whatever. They're going to be sellers because it, yeah, it's going right. to snowball a little bit. They can't meet the mortgage. Then it's going to be like, okay, where's mm-hmm. the buyers? That's how it really starts. Mm-hmm. Not by lack of buyers, but by too many sellers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, how much the media has exacerbated this fear. You know, I'm not saying that yeah. it's, it's unwarranted per se, but. You know, how many people die of the regular flu? Yeah. You know, right. now maybe this one lasts a little longer and it hits people a little bit harder who have upper, upper respiratory, you know. I mean, it always hits the elderly, yeah. right? So I'm just wondering, you know, if, if we didn't have coronavirus, but we still had lots of people dying from the flu like we do every year, we haven't really seen. But I know, but look at Italy. Italy. Right. Somebody made yeah, the, uh, I mean. somebody said, I might have been Rachel Maddow. I mean, a lot of people don't like her, mm-hmm. but... um happened to flick on the channel the other day and she made the analogy of like 11 days ago, Italy was where we are. Right, right. So with regard to, to the Corona number, and the numbers. The number of people, yeah. yeah. How many people so, die, have died in uh, Italy? Have they reported? I forget how many, but uh, currently as of this afternoon, yeah. the entire country is locked down. No, I know, be, I know. But I mean, I'm just yeah. wondering how many people have actually A lot. died. Right. I don't remember. But I how many some, people would have died last year of regular virus? I, uh, oh, yeah, no, a lot more. A lot more. Yeah. This is 10, this, ca- this carries like 
you know, here we are on the weekend, yeah. and who knows how many of the numbers are at this moment, but this virus carries, is 10 times faster than a, a flu. Gotcha. And, and, and it lasts longer. Yeah, yes. and it's quickly. So we're doing the right thing by, you know, taking care of ourselves and incubating and yeah. all that. You wow. know? All right, we're going to cut to our first commercial Not break here. A lot of depressing news out there, but don't worry. We're going to make it. We're going to make it up. Don't All right. Worry. First trivia question is: What was the first Andrew Lloyd Webber musical to be adapted to film? Hmm. All right. Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Uh, again, our first tri- trivia question is: What was the first Andrew Lloyd Webber musical? Love, I love that music that he does. Uh, to be adapted to film, All right? That's our trivia question. Don't uh, touch that dial. We, you are listening. We are listening. You are listening to the best of investing. Stay tuned. We are going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. First trivia question was, who, what was the first Andrew Lloyd Webber musical to be adapted to film? Mm, I don't know. Was it Phantom? Of the opera? No. No. Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, right. That was great. That was was 70s, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, make a quick mention here for 101 Surf Sports, located uh, on the water at 115 Third Street in San Rafael. They were honored as being the nation's number one stand-up paddleboard by auction water sports industry. That's kind of cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty pretty neat, huh? So they have kite uh, windsurfing and kite uh, board. And uh, and regular surfing. Huh. Uh, check them out at 101surfsports.com or call 415-524-8492. You know, the weather's getting better, so, uh, you know, got to check that stuff out. Totally. Right? Okay. Uh, Noam, you wanted to ask uh, Patty a question about yeah, open houses? Yeah, you know, I was just saying with, um, you know, now that we're into the spring, what typically is the spring buying season, but, yeah. uh, you know, dealing with the coronavirus I mean, do you think, do you expect there to continue to be open houses in, in you this know, environment? I do. I mean, unless like if there's some infestation in our, in a certain area, neighborhood, county, yeah. then yeah, you have to be more careful. Right. But people that are selling their house and people that are buying houses right now aren't concerned. Yeah. Or else They're, they wouldn't be doing those things. Yeah. You know? I mean, also, I mean... Maybe they're going to fewer because they're going to see more of these homes online. You can see a lot online. You know what? Or drive by them. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people see a home online and they're like, this is a phenomenal house. But then they drive up to it in the process of getting to the house to see the neighborhood. And Mm. for some reason, it's just not the right fit. Yeah. So people eliminate that. So maybe they narrow down the number of homes. Yeah. But they go to the Mm. one that they absolutely is like top one or two. Yeah. Uh, well, I had two so. open houses last weekend, different, one in Tiburon, one in Simon, San Anselmo, mm-hmm. had a mil- and they they had both been on like a week earlier. And the one in San Anselmo was jammed both day, both Sundays, two Sundays in a row. This is mm-hmm. a million eight property and people were all over it wow. and there were little kids running around there. You know, they were just swarmed yeah. and it, it, no one was even talking about it. They were just like, this is what I want to do for my family. I want to move to Marin. I want to do this. Yeah. And. Yeah. yeah. And how many? 
I remember in the old days, they used to say that 95% of houses were sold on brokers open versus open houses. Hmm. That used to bet used to yeah. be a, a generic statistic. How many houses percentage wise are, are, do you think are actually triggered by an open house? Not open many. House. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times sellers think that's what it was because, yeah. oh, they came to the open house. Exactly. But they came to the open house because they're either self-directed and just wanted to come on their own or their agent sent them. So the agent yeah. doesn't have to work that weekend. <laughs> that's really kind of yeah. it. Like it's just an gotcha. easy way to just like float in. Yeah. But it's not like they just happen to be driving but by. But the other broker might have told them, hey, listen, there's going to be an open house at this. This seems to fit your criteria. Go yeah. see it. Yeah. Well, and everything's online right now. Yeah. I mean, and like buy- sellers, buyers are more aware than agents. Like they want, yeah. they know what they want. They get alerts on their phone. They they trigger and go, "Let's go Sunday." Yeah. You know, it's it's way different than it used to be. Um, so, and, you know, maybe the audience doesn't know what is a broker's open. Oh, uh, you know, it's any some some people think of it as like the launching of a new listing, but um, it's basically so that brokers can tour and they're in and out of a house, and we you know it's over a two and a half hour period, and you're in and out about fifty homes in a two and a half hour period. And yeah. it's real social, it's real fun, I think, and um, and buyers come too, but yeah. it's but it's to launch a listing, but it's also occasionally we do them. Um, Every couple of weeks or mm-hmm. once a month or something, yeah. I think it's a great way for for people to. I mean, in, in the real estate industry, um, brokers touring the homes. I think that's really important because they're also saving their clients time. Yeah, saying don't yeah, exactly. go to this home because it doesn't fit your criteria. Yeah, exactly. everybody's go to these. time is uh, very valuable, and so that's again where the agent comes in to be yeah. able to kind of focus in. But yeah. I can s- see plenty of people <clears throat> over the next few months just spending more of their time researching online. Like I expect, hopefully, there'll be more listeners this weekend to our show because they're sequestered in their homes, not wanting to go out <laughs> yeah, to public exactly. places. So. Well, that, that moves me on to an email here for Patty. It says, are there advantages to working with an agent from a large company as compared to a smaller real estate agency? Mm, that is a great question. And ultimately, it's about the agent. Like, you know, if you get a brand new person at a new co- at a big company versus somebody that's been doing it 30 years at a small company, you want to go with the seasoned agent. Yeah. But then when you're switching... Selecting between a company, you want to go with somebody from a big company because you've got the networking, the exposure. I mean, it's just – and here's the deal. Like this is what's so ironic. Unlike a lot of businesses, fees, commissions are the same whether you go with somebody amazing or somebody that's going to be a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) A train wreck. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, would you be kind enough to give out your information? Because you are not a train not wreck. Not a train wreck. <laughs> N-O-T. Um, <laughs> not. Oh, I thought you were giving out your website. Yeah. No, I was like, oh. <laughs> N-O-T. Yeah, what does that stand for? Yeah. How do people get how to hold of Patty Cohen yeah. if they have questions? Okay, so no trainwreck.com. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> hey, you should do that. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so it's Patty Cohn, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-H-N, at Compass. I'm based out of Marin County. Been doing this 32 years. Wow, 32 years. Wow. I've sold more listings than 99.3% of agents in this county, and there's about 1,600. And I am at 415-722-4842. And it's patty.cone at Compass. So whether Patty was at a big company or a small company, doesn't matter. Well, you know, that's the truth. I mean, because, uh, you know, people remember the agent that they worked with to sell Uh their home. It's up to the agent to follow up. There's actually a pretty sad statistic that something like 
uh, 82% of buyers don't remember the real estate agent that helped them purchase their home. It's not right. Isn't that it's amazing? High. It's high. And the reason it's why amazing. is agents, really it's the agent's job to stay in touch. Yes. Stay connected. Well, they go, hey, I sold you a house. I'm probably not going to see you for another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, but um, you, no. think they, you think that they would want referrals. Though. I know. It shocks yeah. me. What, what, what do those agents do? <laughs> they just kind of pound the pavement again? Well, you know, there's so much <laughs> technology in the space to help people, to help realtors stay in contact with their database of clients and, yeah. and like in any sales position that's you know your bread and butter hopefully are repeat clients but a lot of people just don't take advantage of that but if you're a good agent you stay connected with people and they remember you they'll yeah. never remember or hardly remember what company yeah, yeah that's, true. So. that's true but also a good agent uh if they've done something really good for you during the transaction where you know they saved you a lot of money because mm-hmm. they, they knew certain things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, a good agent can really save a That's lot a of money. That's a huge benefit really of can. working with an experienced agent. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the internet's great, but it just kind of gives you tools to, yeah. you know, it's sort of like uh, law, right? I can look up a lot of things and know right. just enough to ask the attorney the right questions. Right. And, yeah. But I'm not going to act as the attorney. Yeah. That's right. Like That's that. right. All right, uh, we're going to cut to our uh, next commercial break here. We're again, we're talking general trivia. And when we come back, Nam, I want to hear from you as to uh, sure. deal of the week. Explain what you guys do. Mm-hmm. What planet is tilted on its axis more than any other? And unfortunately, you can't answer Pluto because someone took it off the planet list. I know, terrible. I still say I still say it's a planet. Of course, That's I don't get I don't get to make that decision. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate. What planet is tilted on its axis more than any other? Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. And uh, we have here our second trivia question. What planet is tilted on its axis more than any other? Neptune? Close. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the one that's just before Neptune? Oh, God. Neptune. Come uh, on. Uranus. Saturn? Uranus. I was going to say that. That's right. Oh, my God. See, I close. really was, but I don't. I, you know what? I don't know. I, didn't, I forgot to find out what axis, because I know that the Earth is on a 37% axis, and that's why, 37 degrees, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's why whenever you look at a globe, mm. you always notice that it's not like, Tilt, doesn't yeah. spill, doesn't spin exactly yeah. horizontal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's always at a, a different yeah. axis, and that's the reason. Uh, little trivia there for you. I'll, uh, Nam, you got a couple of funny articles to. Uh, well, one's funny, one's, funny. one's uh, interesting. So, could all time low mortgage rates drop even further this week? And this week being this week, March 9th, the week of March 9th. The SP index is uh, 500 index is 7% drop, triggered a 15 minute halt in trading on Monday. That investor unease could lead to even lower mortgage rates. So, you know, the Fed's trying to react and create stimulus by. Uh, dropping rates, which, which they've done, to I think they're fifty-year lows, right? Something like Something that. Like that. Uh, really low. Right, here's a I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Here's a very strange question: If for some reason they go negative, like in some countries, yeah. they actually like paid you to take a mortgage. Right? Is that income for IRS purposes? 
I'm sure it will be at some point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Somebody yeah. will. The yeah. IRS will say, yeah, I'm sure they will. Go right. ahead. Everybody's going to go for that. Yeah, yeah they're in the low threes. But so they could lower, the Fed could lower the rates, but are banks going to lower their mortgage rates? And I'm reading that they're not oh. because their demand is so high <laughs> that they don't really need to lower them. Yeah. Than they those are. rascals. Maybe they will once they get through this tranche of refi activity that has picked up or, or purchase yeah, activity. Yeah, but then that'll just make their bank profits that much more because they get to borrow from the Fed. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, I asked my mortgage broker because I've got rental property, a lot of property. Yeah. And just saying, what are rates doing? She goes, hey, believe it or not, rates have not changed that much in spite of this big... Yeah decrease because her explanation is that the decreases have already been built in because there's been so much um, uh, like a press about, oh, yeah. the rates going down, rates going down. So they've already factored that in, she When said. did they factor that I in? I don't know. I, I'm Almost. not watching rates that closely, but gotcha. that's what she said. I mean, rates huh. dropped in the last two weeks. So I okay, could see maybe, them maybe okay. dropping, well, they, again, yeah. dropping down again because you – like the day-to-day, your salespeople – are just flooded with loan applications. Yeah. Why hammer them even more on applications that they won't be able to get to? That's true. Um, so maybe, uh, yeah. you know, well, maybe again, it's all competition. It if there's other banks that are going to be yeah. competing, maybe there's supply and demand. It seems like nobody's really, um, yeah. you know. How do I how do I uh, borrow from the Fed? Can you figure that one out for me? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get right on it. Um, and another article. Actually, this one's a funny one. Love that. <laughs> Former Zillow CEO lists home for nearly eight million above Zestimate. So, and this estimate is what Zillow thinks that it's worth. Yeah. So it's it's so common now that people will Zillow their home, right? Yeah. Instead, it's like it's, it's common. Zillow is now it's a verb, like what Xerox was, yes. yeah, or Kleenex. So yeah. people Zillow their home, and and um, to the. Uh, you know, to the dislike of a lot of realtors, because then they're having to counsel those clients, those borrowers that, or sellers that know your home really isn't worth that much, as much as you say, or no, Mister uh, Home Buyer, you can't get it as low as Zillow was saying. So one yeah. or the other. Yeah. But in this case, uh, Spencer um, Raskoff, co-founder and the former CEO of Zillow, listed his Brentwood Park, Los Angeles home for twenty-four million. Uh, this week, which is nearly $8 million more than the Zestimate. Zillow's often maligned automated valuation model says the home is worth. Um, the Zestimate is listed, uh, lists his home as $16.1 million. Uh, and the range they give is thirteen point two three to twenty one million. So even the high end of the range is still, you know, a few million below what he listed it for. Um, and Zillow even admits. To be fair, the list price and estimate for this home are very different, so we might be missing something. A seller can ask anything he wants, right? That's right. And so, where is that property? I'm curious. Did they in, say it's in um, L.A. Washington? L.A. What oh. was it called? Uh, Beverly oh. Park, I think. So it's in really yeah. nice part of of Los Angeles. But uh, <laughs> that's a pretty funny story. A little lighthearted story, and. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Actually, I'm really curious what it will end up selling for and how long it will take. Mm-hmm. You know, is that, you know, who knows? Maybe that because people are pouring their money foreign yeah. uh, into real estate, maybe they're going to suck up some trophy properties like this. Mm. So, how, how big did you say how big it was? I didn't see how many square foot, if yeah, square feet it was. Square feet. <laughs> but um, for $24 million, it's got to be more than three bedroom, two bath. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that land that was uh, priced at a billion, a billion dollars. That? Yeah, yeah. A lot of acres. That was like know. the last flat, large. It was like 140 acres, right? Something uh, like that. Yeah. Flat, large in Beverly Hills. It was cleared out yeah. to be developed. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know whatever happened. We'll have to look that up. And tie up a billion dollars in that. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Well, here's a little quote. A, a mortgage broker said, we are like Home Depot during a hurricane. Like the mortgage brokers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. They're, they're going crazy. Yeah. Very busy. Well, speaking of places like Home Depot and Costco, you guys got to stock up on uh, toilet paper after the show because uh, there's a run on toilet paper, water, because of coronavirus. I know, but I don't uh, understand toilet paper. I yeah, get water. Right. I get the the Does the virus make you go to the bathroom a lot? <laughs> no, but people are like getting hysterical. And That's yeah. hysterical. Well, well, you know, it's funny. A, a, a local banker here told me that he usually spends $15 for those Clorox wipes or something, like a five-pack or a three-pack. Um, he said he spent $300. I'm thinking... Because of Who's, price gouging? Yeah. It's and ridiculous. I'm, I, and I'm thinking, I mean, was it Amazon or was yeah. it like, someone selling on eBay or something? Yeah. I was like, why would you spend that? Yeah. And more like um, New York State is having the, the prisoners make their own. Oh, yeah. Some, make, some make their own what? Hand sanitizer. How do you make Well, it's own? it's alcohol and it's something else. It's mostly alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. it sounds like And they, they unveiled it. Andrew Cuomo <laughs> unveiled the whole thing behind curtain go. saying it's a lovely floral scent. <laughs> Some store <laughs> owner was made arrested. It. Some store owner was arrested because he sold his own homemade concoction and some somebody burned their skin with it. So. Oh, my oh, gosh. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not funny. I mean, there's so many ramifications. Like, I first thought, oh my God, you know, I want to buy stock in trip insurance. And yes. then I'm like, well, maybe uh, I don't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, well, yeah, I mean, if I can it, understand that, but if people aren't traveling at all, then, yeah, then it wouldn't yeah. be as much. And what does it cover? Not not just like, I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, yeah, it's not going to cover know, that. Exactly. But everyone's going to get it from now on. Maybe, yes. Well, but the airlines are kind of being pretty open about Refunds and stuff, too, I think. Mm. Okay. Uh, third trivia question. Brown University is located in which state? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know. The United State. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. you got to okay. give us the, the, which state, all right? <laughs> Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct, the correct answer. You're going to win the, the tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. What state is Brown University located in, all right? God, it's one of those states. Yeah, it's one of those states that you just don't think about, do you? Yeah. All right. Uh, stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. When we come back, Nam's going to give us Deal O the Week. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. Third trivia question Brown University is located in which state? Tennessee? Nope. It's a southern state, no, Louisiana? No, 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 no. Not really okay, southern? No. no. A little more northern. I was going to say. Connecticut first. No, no, no. You're no. closer, though. Really? R- Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Wow. I didn't know they had any colleges there. It's so small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, Nam, uh, can you give us a deal of the week? And sure. I also have an email question that came in for you. Yeah. Which first, deal of the week or email question? <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me let me do the email question first. Okay, sure. Email question is, I've heard you say on previous shows that your fund has a one-year lockup period, but if I add to my account... Does that start a new holding period? Yeah, great question. So, uh, you know, what you're referring to or what the email questioner is referring to is the Pacific Private Money Fund, which is our mortgage pool fund. 
and it's made up of uh, loans uh, that we make to borrowers uh, throughout California, predominantly California. And um, we lend these funds to borrowers through investors. So investors um, provide the capital for us. We make the loans to borrowers and return these bar- uh, these investors earn a return some, somewhere in the seven and a half to eight percent range. And the question is, when you first invest or to invest in a fund like ours, there's few requirements. There's a minimum investment amount, which is fifty thousand. There's a um, you have to be accredited, so a million dollar net worth outside of your personal residence, and there's a minimum hold period which is 12 months. Um, and when you first invest with us, the day we receive those funds is when that one-year hold clock starts ticking. Now, if you uh, would like to add to your investment, even if you open another account, we consider that adding to your an investment. Um, whenever that happens, let's say it's six months after you first invest with us, um, to answer the emailer's question, there's no new one-year hold attached to that additional investment that hold period clock goes back to your first investment, meaning in this example, they have six months left. So um, so the short answer is there's no additional hold period. It just goes back to the original hold period. So that's, in this case, you invest six months after your first investment, you have six months left before that hold period is is met. That's pretty good. It's very investor friendly. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, you know, it's also for us, it's just uh, administratively, it's so much easier to manage. And the reality is we have very few people who redeem. So it's not something that we have to track that closely um, because investors constantly add to their positions, generally add more to their positions. Um, Very few uh, redeem, although we have some right now who are redeeming to pay their taxes. Oh, So partial redemptions. Um, and um, so that's nice. But they're beyond the one-year hold period. These particular investors. So uh, now onto the deal of the week. Um, oftentimes, we, these deals of the week we talk about to sh- highlight examples of loans that we put in our fund. Um, this one, though, I don't think it might be in our fund. I, I don't remember, but it's an example of a lot of the types of loans we used to do, and we we just don't see them as often. So this one is a sort of a flip opportunity. It's somebody who purchased a home at the courthouse steps at a steep discount and uh, they bought it essentially at, uh, you know, they're getting it. Uh, the loan amount is 56% uh, loan to value um, and they want to uh, put some work into it and they're coming to us. One is because we were able to provide the capital quickly um, and two, you know, their exit is probably a refinance after they do the rehab work. I think they're going to hold this one, actually, not actually flip it um, and hold on to it as an investment property. But it's a single-family residence in Southern California. They're borrowing a million dollars from us, and this home is uh, worth about 1.7 or so. But it's an example of you know some of the loans we were doing in the 08 to 2010-11 period where people were buying homes at well, really, investors were buying at courthouse steps, and you weren't seeing a whole lot of homeowners um, borrowing private money yeah. for yeah. purchasing. So how does your fund work? Uh, because yeah. you're, you're on the show, and yeah. people, uh, if they want to invest, you know, what kind of rate of return? That yeah. Sort of thing. So our fund works in, you know, essentially, as I was mentioning earlier, we pool investor capital. And right now we have about 200 investors who've invested about $55 million with us. And similar we, to a mutual fund. Yeah, similar to a mutual fund. Um, 
And we use those proceeds to uh, their investment to make loans uh, on predominantly residential real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 70% of the loan portfolio are first position liens. Um, as I mentioned, it's predominantly uh, single-family residence, but there's also small balance commercial, some ground-up construction. And one thing I want to mention, when mm-hmm. I say it's similar to a mutual fund, it, the one good thing, though, is it doesn't get traded like a mutual fund. So right. it wouldn't be going down in value like, mutual funds that are in stocks right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the loan-to-value of the fund, uh, meaning the, the total loan amount as a percentage of the value of the properties, is about 60%. So there's uh, another way of saying it is you know, there's 40% equity in the property, borrower equity. And what's important about that is a borrower who has 40% equity in a property generally is not going to walk away from it. They may fall behind in payments, but they do not want to lose that property because yeah. they're, they would be losing a significant amount of equity. Back in the crash, banks were making loans at you know, very, very little down. Yeah. You know, Let's say it was a 90-10 loan, 90% loan to value. And when the market dropped below, you know, dropped by 10% in value, those borrowers had no equity, no skin in the game, we call it. And so yeah. their incentive to stay in that home or if it was underwater, their incentive is so much yeah. less than you know forty percent equity. So it's uh, we try and keep mitigate risk uh, of the borrower walking away or defaulting. Well, in, in fact, uh, just recently, I understand that you guys had a foreclosure where you know because people look and say, well, if I invest with you, what's my risk? Well, the risk is you know borrower doesn't pay and you have to foreclose. But you know how does that work? Well, I, uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund foreclosed on a piece of property, and what ended up happening was on the courthouse steps, some guy bid, and so Pacific Private Money Pacific Private Money Fund got all of its money back, got its default interest rate, right. which was five percent higher, and late fee of one percent. It ended up making a mini fortune on this. So the best thing that can happen is for someone not to pay as long as you do good underwriting and have a lot of value in the, a lot of, you know, a low loan to value. Right. I mean, taking back a property, if there's a fair amount of equity and, you know, selling it off can actually be very profitable. We just, we don't like to be in the, what you call loan to own business. We try and work it out. But in the event that you do have to um, sell a property, that's that those profits are shared with the investors in the yeah. fund. So, and what's the rate of return right now that uh, investors are earning? Uh, so rate of return for, actually for January was 8.37, some, somewhere Amazing. along the lines where, you know, over the last year, I'd say we ended 2019 at about 7.9, huh. which is good. Yeah. Which yep. is great. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're continuing to, you know, underwrite, uh, you know, conservatively and uh, try and maintain that yield uh, for our investors. So if, the, if you want to learn more about the fund, uh, uh, call us at 415-883-2150 or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And we have an event coming up uh, in the South Bay in Mountain View on March 26th, which is a Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hyatt Centric in Mountain View. And uh, we're, we're still going for it. We're actually going to show up face-to-face. Now, something really, you know, We'll keep you posted. We're going to have an event either way. Our goal is to be there and meeting with people. And maybe we'll just be behind glass. Or coronavirus, <laughs> be darned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, join us. So again, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. Yep. Or they can call Nam at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, and then he can register with you. Yep. All right. 
Well, we don't have a trivia question, but stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back with some closing comments and thoughts for the day. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Um, no trivia question, but Patty, you have a, a kind of an interesting tidbit there. Yeah, I mean, people always wonder, like, okay, so people with really a lot of money, whatever that ends up being, what are the, how do they invest? How did they get to have so much money? And so there was a survey done among 620 private bankers and wealth advisors who, um, from Frank and uh, Knight Frank, um, so they it was. 30, people whose net worth was $30 million plus, how do they allocate their assets? Well, let's ask Nam. Nam, how did you allocate your $30 million? <laughs> It's a secret that I will not divulge. <laughs> yes. If I tell you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but I'll tell you what everybody else does. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it's, so that, and that's $3.3 trillion, by the way. So 27% goes into investment property. Which oh, is really good. Twenty-seven percent, twenty-three percent to equities. The stock market. Yep. Seventeen okay. percent to bonds and fixed income, which is where you go if you don't want to do the stock market. Eleven <laughs> yeah. percent um, in cash. So I'm thinking you have thirty wow. plus million. Eleven percent of that $3 is three point one million spending yeah. change. Yeah. Eight yeah. percent um, private equity. 5% collectibles, and 3.5% to precious metals. Wow. Huh. That's it's about, about right. It's about right. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's <laughs> that close to what you did. That's about idea. <laughs> I agree with that. 30% real estate, 70% Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing Bitcoin back. Uh, yeah, yeah let's see. That's back down to 6,000. It, it? it went back up to 10 for a while, and yeah. then back down to 6. <laughs> I'm probably, I swear, I'm not bragging, but I'm probably... Eighty-seven percent in real estate. Yeah, yeah. I know. You I know I, the kinda, business. You, you know, know the business. I know. I know the business. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've got you know some real estate, but I most of like I like these, you know, deeds of trust and uh, the fund. And, well, yeah, that's that still real estate, it's, though. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah. I mean, it's more on the lending side, but yeah, yeah it's still real estate related. I know. Yeah, and uh, you yeah. know what? That's the thing is, there's so many aspects of real estate. When people, yeah. when you talk about it, I think of the general term. People they just think are homes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. there's so many different kinds of real estate investing. And we well, talk some, about well, some wise guy said, "Put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket very carefully." <laughs> Who is that wise guy? I don't know. Yeah, that, that's one of your quotes guy. of the day. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I got a different quote of the day. <laughs> a couple of a uh, couple, couple of thoughts of the day. All right, we got one more minute before we have to give our thoughts of the day. So why don't we give out our information? Get today? out the information. So I'm Patty Cohn. I, that's P-A-T-T-I dot C-O-H-N at Compass.com, based out of Marin County, 415-722-4842. And, and Patty is a real estate agent extraordinaire. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm Nom with Pacific Private Money. You can reach us at 415-883-2150 or PacificPrivateMoney.com. 
That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. And by the way, if people uh, who are unaccredited because they, they're mm-hmm. not worth a million dollars, they can still invest with Pacific Private yeah. Money, but it's not in the fund. How yeah, do they do that? Yeah, we haven't mentioned it for a while. So they can invest in individual deeds of trust on our trustee marketplace, which is PrivateMoneyLoans.com. That's PrivateMoneyLoans.com. And you can register. It's free. And you know, essentially, when we have a trustee opportunity, we post it to there. You get a notification. You can invest in the whole loan or fractionally, so a portion of it, and you don't have to be accredited. So it's a great way to, you know, get into uh, debt investing yeah. essentially uh, without uh, without being accredited. And some people so. like to do it just because they know specifically where their money is going, mm-hmm. rather than a blind pool. Exactly. Uh, they, they say, "Oh yeah, I want that specific house." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it. All right. Um, and with that, we are going to cut out with our thoughts for the day. <laughs> what are they, Mr. Brown? What are they? Okay. Deep thoughts Don't be afraid. by well, Stuart they, Smiley. They, they, <laughs> they, these are not uh, – usually I have a bunch of funny ones. But these are not funny. These are serious. Pain is temporary. Greatness is forever. Yes, man. Yeah, isn't that true? And hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Oh. Ain't that the tooth? Yeah, yeah. All right. And with that, we shall say, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best. Of investing. investing. Yes. So long. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.